0: Hello and welcome to the COO's Corner Podcast, episode 11, the podcast exploring success factors in the world of business operations. And my name is Tamara Nelson, your host and a specialist in the area of operational resilience. And today's topic is one worth exploring, why conscious leadership is the new way. The term conscious leadership has been getting more and more traction, particularly since the pandemic. This is an area that can lead us to better successes and lasting transformations with accelerated results. To discuss this topic further with us is Josh Greco. Joshua is a MindScan certified business coach for individuals and leadership teams with over a decade of business development experience in logistics and construction industries. Joshua brings a passion to develop people professionally, personally, and spiritually. So he's definitely the man to talk to on this topic. Welcome to the
1: podcast, Josh. So excited to have you here with us. Kamara, thank you for having me. I'm excited to have a very engaging and in-depth conversation. Looking forward to it.
0: We are as well. We are as well. So on this podcast, Josh, this is a space where we speak about all things business, operations, and growth. And to start us off, what is conscious leadership and why is it crucial for business success?
1: I think conscious leadership is is paying attention to the things that matter in such a way that they can be addressed. I think feedback is such a gift for not only our professional environments, but our personal environments as well. But if we don't have a mechanism built in to be able to address those things, then problems can just kind of run amok and problems can stack on top of those original problems. So conscious to me speaks to you know you have to notice something like to become conscious of something is to become aware of it and the only way that that consciousness can grow is if you if you pay attention to it if you give more awareness to it and i think that's key with you know anytime we're always trying to achieve the optimum of something in our business mm-hmm. whenever something trips us up or prevents us from optimizing that's a clue right there it's it's a it's information for us to address something so that that doesn't happen again.
0: Right, so these are things that we want to pay attention to and not disregard. And I know in businesses, sometimes we tend to see the thing and say, okay, I'll fix it later. But from what I'm hearing from you, building consciousness is saying, hey, this is something that matters, Let's, let's go and address it. So it's expanding that awareness. And the way how I see it, Josh, as leaders, we have to create this climate for organizational success and growth. And I think that you know, by leaders consistently applying an approach that builds consciousness that will lead to transformations of not only that our own purview, but also that of the organization, because I think we'll be building relationships, we'll be building culture, that will help that transformation.
1: Do you, do you agree with this? I do. I, I think it comes down to, you know, we're in an age right now to where uh, it's becoming more normal to to not accept the normal, if that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. gone are the ages of just clocking in and clocking out and collecting the paycheck. I think there's uh, a very high need for and already a movement towards uh, noticing things and and trying to push the limits of what we're capable of, because we're, we're so capable, right? To, so just to run through the motions is not good enough. It's, it's needed, if not required, to think about how, how there can be growth, right? When we're challenged, that's when we're we're at our best. And to create a culture like that is, is a godsend in a company, right? And, and it, people are learning more and more how to do that with not only, like you have to master yourself first, right? And, to, and then you can teach other people, That self mastery is is definitely required. And I think more and more people are are getting that in the leadership spaces how to do that and then how to lead other people to do that as well.
0: And, um, you know, just off what you just said, Josh, no time like now are we seeing, you know, so many opportunities or so many challenges. Of, of our capabilities than, than what we are seeing in this space and this dispensation. So this is a real opportunity for us as leaders to really um, not only look at pushing our own capabilities, but I think you said this when we, we, we spoke some time ago, but also tapping into the best of persons within our teams, even if they
1: don't see it themselves yes yeah the the topic of potential is has grabbed my attention talk about consciousness this is where I be, i'm becoming more and more conscious about potential because the more that we achieve the more that we overcome also the more that is possible which is mind-blowing so it's just an exponential uh like new heights and, and new new things to see new opportunities the higher that we go and uh yeah i, I just think that's so powerful it's a uh, it's a phenomenon that I think gets overlooked pretty easily, but it's it's also like once you get the hang of it, it's 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 thrilling, it's addicting.
0: I agree, and the thing is, Josh, that potential is right there, that energy mm. right there. You don't have it's always to go there. Side and look, so it's just harnessing that. Um, it's it's already paid for. You can see it's there, it's available, and we just need to tap into it and use that right.
1: So, yeah, Josh, to to out, what was that? I'm just going to say to figure out how to access it, right? It's there. just need to use the tools to, to be able to make it come alive. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: So we, we're going to get to those tools a little later.
1: But, <laughs>
0: um, you know, you, you work with individuals and you work with organization, organizations as a coach and consultant. My, my next question will be in two parts. What is the number one mistake you're seeing being made within organizations and individuals today as it relates to expanding consciousness?
1: Yeah, so number one mistake. Hmm, that's a great question. Um, I think it's different for individuals versus, versus teams. So Absolutely. let's start with teams first. I, I, some companies do this, some don't, but to get people to like to set a culture of that conscious awareness and and growth mentality, people have to be, they have to feel like their work is meaningful and purposeful. So uh, I would say a lot of companies don't grasp a a very ideal vision of the future that everybody can get behind from any employee, from C-level all the way down to administrator or part-time employee. Uh, because I think when people are bought into that, and there's some great examples of some, some companies and corporations across across the world that do that really well, because then obstacles are just obstacles. People overcome them, it's just expected part of the culture to, to be able to get on, on the other side of that. So I think the, the way to do that is to create that compelling vision that everybody can buy into. And uh, I, I find people might think that they have that, but when we challenge them on it, it usually comes out different than, than what they originally had. And for individuals, um, you know, maybe this is just a recency bias to answer this question, but that potential—it's—it's it's the reminder of what's possible, what's capable. And I—I I share that with my clients, you know, from call number one, that this is a space to where we can we can talk about anything, and anything is possible. So they know that if they show up, they're going to get a a correction, right? If they're lamenting something or if they're down on things, they're they're. I'm here to elevate. And and get them to remember what's possible. No. And, and so, what was part two of the question? You might, you might have to remind me. Oh, no,
0: you did answer both because it was okay. the teams and individuals, right? Um, and and you did answer those. And you, you know, in your response on the organizational or the team level, you mentioned that compelling vision, and I think that's that's one of the important elements of success is to have a vision that everyone buys into because I I think that gives you that clarity um, that will, you know, and I think with with the clarity and and balance together, you know, expanding that consciousness will will give a a better flow, you know, and when we are thinking clearly and more decisively, uh, you know, that's that's growth, right? Uh, So that vision is very, very important. One of the things that you mentioned to me, Josh, was that the average person thinks 65,000 thoughts per day, and that about 95% of that, of which was the thought of the previous day. Can you dive into that a little deeper and share some more with our listeners?
1: Yeah, so we can get really deep with that conversation, but let me say somewhat surface level here. So. Thoughts are measurable frequencies. We know how to calculate when somebody has a thought, Mm -hmm. right? So it's estimated that the average person has somewhere in the neighborhood of 65,000 thoughts every single day. Now, you might think that's that's mind-blowing. Well, first of all, it is, but second of all, that's including things, you know, that we don't think that we think about. Like tying our shoes takes, you know, there's a mental capacity that's exerted to be able to do that. Same with driving our car or brushing our teeth. And now these are things that, we don't think about or don't have to be intentional about when we do them so it's just interesting to think about what else is lumped into that you know that's an unconscious thing right that that's what we're talking about we're not aware of most of the thoughts that we think and i think that's really fascinating because we're that's kind of what we all have in common you know it transcends culture and, and location is that we all we all have this thing going on and just like snap 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 snap, snap thought 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 so like, we gotta think about that. That's so important and it just gets overlooked and we just run through patterns We're creatures of habit every single day. Now it's, it serves us in some things, but it also very much doesn't serve us in other areas.
0: So how that relates to the whole matter of expanding our consciousness and conscious leadership. How can we have yeah. that, 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 that process? I mean, 65,000 thoughts, that's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't even think that, you know, <laughs> that many, but, uh, and it's, it can be repetitive. How can we use, uh, you know, certain principles, I think, to harness the potential in that so that we can expand our awareness and consciousness that will lead us to success and growth.
1: Yeah, this is, um, I want to maybe give a different perspective of a practice that I'm sure many people have heard of before is, is writing down gratitudes. All right, And so what we're doing when we do that, say we get to the end of our day and we make it a practice to, to think about what we were grateful for that day, you're being intentional about something that may have been subconscious earlier in that day. And if you, if you hold the standard of, of a certain number, say 10 every evening, you might get to four or five pretty easily. Like, okay, that was good, I remember that. Yep, grateful for that, that was good. Then you start thinking about like, what else was there? And you become conscious. things that maybe you enjoyed but were subconscious or unconscious about throughout the day but just like a little maybe a tiny life hack that's something very easy right you can do that just take some um persistence to do that and to make it a habit but i've gone months in a row where that was my practice i'm not currently doing that because i I do other you know i'm experimenting with other practices and habits but that was a, a very i might call it a fruitful time of like first of all i felt better when you're in a state of gratitude you just feel good and second of all, I got to a point to where I was looking for it and trying to be conscious of it throughout the day so I could have my t- list of 10 when I when I w- went to write it down. So just an immediate effect of a practice that made me more conscious and aware of the good things that were happening.
0: And, and um, that, that's impressive. Thanks for sharing that, Josh. And I would think too that having these repetitive thoughts, those repetitive thoughts are what you know, kind of forms the foundation of how we respond to certain situations that may come up. So, you know, and they are build up over time. So, you know, it creates that, that, that kind of um, pathway or, you know, narratives or belief systems or, um, you know, yeah. or, or responses, I think possibly will be linked to that.
1: Yeah, just and just to add to that, so you think of what a belief system is, it's just the same thought over and over and over again. That's what that is, right? So, if you have a belief system, it feels right, it feels like you're not going to rock me off this thing. I I know this to be true, and that's where the opportunity is, right? Because it's very different to see or difficult to see that from a different perspective, but you realize where the source of that is coming from. It's just the same thought, and that we have the ability and the power to first of all, become aware of that thought. And then second of all, so maybe mix in a, a new thought or a controversial thought or a conflicting thought about that topic.
0: Absolutely. So we disrupt those patterns and create new ones. Mm-hmm. So yes. what, would, what would you say to someone, Josh, who is fearful of expanding their consciousness and probably think that this conversation may be too woo and, you know, can, can they both exist in the same place? Um, expanding your consciousness and being fearful?
1: I think I think that's a lot of what expanding consciousness is. So you think about the patterns, the patterns are there because they're comfortable. We get used to them. So the this is maybe the, the number one thing that I've learned throughout trying to accelerate my growth in an in a exceedingly quick way, is that I've learned to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. I know that I'm bringing on discomfort on purpose because I will inevitably come out the other side um, more fulfilled, more more understanding, and it's just a better feeling. It's just a more wholesome, holistic way to live life, at least from my perspective that that's my opinion, but i've I've been through it. it doesn't make the fear any easier to deal with. It's like it shows up and it's like, no, nope, this time's different. It feels different. But it's not, you know, it's it's in the same category as all the other fear. We just haven't, we don't have that perspective yet to overcome it. And that's how you overcome it: is you lean into it and you study it and you think about it and you inevitably come up with it another way. And and that's that's gratifying to me.
0: Yeah. So the reward is greater than the risk. And uh, well, you know, just listening to you speak, uh, you know, what comes to mind is that the whole matter of expanding your consciousness. It's okay to have that fear factor, um, you know, and that 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 will happen, but it's to, you know, go around that uh, because this is really an inner game, uh, you know? That's where I think expanding that consciousness is not something external, it's something on the inside, you know, and it reminds me of, the picture of an iceberg where you're seeing the outside and you know the peak and that's the leader doing doing their thing having great successes leading the team to growth but underneath um is where the bulk of the work happens um you know it, you know the outer game is just at the tip of the, <laughs> the iceberg so to speak but the bulk of the work is um down below the surface so this is what i've boiled it down to that you know in terms of our consciousness it's all about being fully present being awake and aware of what what is going on in our minds our hearts and having that ability to manage what's happening on external you know any external disruptions with with grace with compassion with capability isn't it's always easier to say than do, Josh.
1: Hundred <laughs> percent, yes, for sure. Uh, yeah. Well, I think my my ability to coach is expanded whenever I go through something myself because having been through it, it's such a different perspective. So you could talk about something all that you want, but unless you've been through it, then it's it's uh, you only you don't have that perspective yet, right? But uh, yeah, to your point, it's um it's not easy. It's not easy to know that something's there that it's going to be uncomfortable to face it and doing it anyway And like, it. No, no one's going to scold you there's no negative points for not doing it and that's where we want to stay in there and in, in, in the comfort zone that scares the hell out of me i don't i don't want to do that because I, I won't i don't grow it's not satisfying to me to just sit in that place
0: so how might someone listening in achieve this this um expanded awareness What what, what would you say to them to, as the first step to take?
1: Yeah, so maybe I can answer, I got two different answers, but uh, they're both good first steps, if you will. So I would just say practice it. It's, it's like anything else that you want to become good at. You're not going to do it once and be good at it. And there's different ways. And you mentioned the word woo-woo. You know, pe- people have that perspective, but I, it's just in my nature to think about thinking and to, you know, I got into meditation a couple of years ago. And just a quick, let me dive a little bit deeper into that, and then we'll come out real quick. But the purpose of meditation, you know, people say, I can't meditate, I'm, not, I'm doing it wrong. The purpose is to let everything quiet so you can get to that space to where wisdom comes through. And you can make sense. We, we go through life so quickly that our brain really can't catch up. We, we want to be able to analyze every situation. We just can't do it. So that's a lot of where overwhelm comes from as those unexamined. So we don't know where we stand on things. So it's like, it gives us anxiety that like, we're not gonna know how to handle something. So meditation for me is like a pause, a timeout, like let everything, like when you first sit down, it's normal to have everything going on, but you can defeat that just with patience. And then you get to this place, you know, that I would call a state to where you can concentrate and focus and think about what really matters. And I think that really matters. So anyway, some sort of practice, it doesn't have to be meditation, but something like that to where, you know, I I get up early in the morning, I do, I do yoga, right? Yoga would be a good thing too, because you're just focusing on breathing, you're focusing on how your body feels. So there's tons of things out there, just find what it is for you. Maybe find a support system, a network, a accountability buddy, as I like to call them, somebody who's going to help hold you accountable. (laughs) (laughs) Thank
0: you for sharing a new word with us.
1: (laughs) Yes. And the second, the second answer I would give. Shameless little plug here, but we have I, I have access to an assessment that I call the Mind Scan, that is meant to get you thinking about some of those unexamined things, some of those really important things that we don't get to think about, or we don't slow down enough every day to think about. And some really interesting information comes out of that once you engage with it. It's really cool.
0: Yes, and and to your you, listeners, um, stay tuned to the end where you'll get more information on how you will be able to access this assessment, which Josh is giving to our listeners free of charge. So listen out to hear more about that. I I did the scan a few days ago and it was the most interesting uh, scan I've done in a while. Um, Most intriguing in terms of how it's done, uh, the questions asked and how accurate it was and quite revealing in terms of looking at you, the individual, from an internal and external perspective. Pretty impressive in terms of, you know, from two questions (laughs) they were able to make such an accurate assessment. So, you know, please uh, take up Josh and his offer and you'll get more details at the end. So, in terms of other tools that, you know, what are some other tools that organizations can use, Josh, to help them to to expand this conscious leadership culture within their organization?
1: It's a great question. Um, I'll give you the business answer is to do a gap analysis. You know, think about your strengths and weaknesses. Be really honest about the things you do well and the things that maybe you don't do as well. And then of course the swat and the strengths the weaknesses the opportunities and the threats it, it's cliche but it's a reason it's cliche is because it works that these are things that once you're like you might think that you know a weakness or a threat but then when you start to list them and maybe even describe them or talk more deeply about them you learn more about them and and more ideas can come about up about how to address those things um, so I always, uh, this is like, I'm giving two answers for every question. I hope that's okay for whatever that's reason fine. But, <laughs> Bring it on. To, to develop a culture, uh, around asking people what they want or why they're here. Like a, a bigger draw to the purpose of, of why people are doing what they're doing. Cause what you'll do, you know, it's both good and bad, but they're both good in, in a sense that, you know, you might lose somebody that way. Like, oh, this is not what I want, but that's good, right? You don't want that in a company, somebody who's not willing to be there, but then you get even more commitment from the people who are like, well, this is what it is. I'm clear on that. And uh, they're more committed that way. And you get, you get more things done. And, and it also promotes that culture of being aware and thinking about these things.
0: Awesome. And you know, on the whole, matter of consciousness one of the quotes that my favorite quote i really love quotes it's from the book flow the psychology the psychology of optimal experience and i you know i i it's the, the name of the author i will put it in the resources i do not want to spoil his <laughs> <swallow it>. oh. <laughs> right, but he said that the control of consciousness determines the quality of life, right, so Mm. that's that's something I think is very profound, and it's interesting that that's a quote from a book called Flow, right, optimal, you know, the, the psychology of optimal experiences, and I think that by, you know, building that consciousness, and based on what you have shared, Josh, that really organizations and team can expand their um, and have optimal experiences in business and in their relationships, which is something that I think any organization would want. So uh, we're getting pretty close to wrapping up, Josh. Is there any question that I should have asked that
1: I didn't? Hmm. Not that I can think of. Um, I might want to share a little bit more about the Mind Scan if if I could. Here. let's hear it. Or scan. There, they, you know, they, there's some things that come up about that. I think the beauty of the Mind Scan is in its simplicity. Like you said, there's just two questions. You're just ranking things in in a specific order based on how you perceive the world. And it takes I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So there's really no obligation now. Uh, that, that sounds like the, you know, that's easy, it's simple, but there's a lot of science and math behind it. And why I think it's so cool is that uh, the person who created it, his name is Dr. Robert Hartman. He was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize in his work at, uh, for formal axiology. And all that is, is the study of what's valuable to us or what is quote unquote good. And it's different for every, everybody. I have some people who take the assessment and say, hey, I, I got them all right it's like, no, that's not how this works. It's going to be different <laughs> for everybody. But so it, it's very complex in, in the way that there's mathematics involved and, you know, to statements, which I think is super cool. And on the opposite of that, it's just a two by three matrix that, that results from an internal and external world. And it's, there's simplicity in, in the results. And it, it's just clear on not only what's happening, but also what you can do to address it or, or to think about why things are the way that they are. Thank you for sharing that, Josh.
0: And I can attest to what he has said in terms of the simplicity, yet the science behind it and the accuracy of the results. So please check it out. Josh, we have come to the end of our interview. And there's one last question that I have to ask. I ask all my guests. And you know, I believe that there is power in questions that you ask. So the question is for you, the final question for you, mm-hmm. your career, what is one question that you frequently use when you're working with teams to get the best outcomes?
1: What is one question I frequently use with teams to get the best outcomes? Hmm, that is a great question. Um, here's the question. Is this really what you want? I think so, so much of life is played on the surface and, right? Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Just that exchange mm-hmm. thinking more deeply. This is a good, um, connection to the name of your podcast and the episode, right? Consciousness is about thinking about those things and not having that, those surface answers be okay. So maybe asking that question a couple of different times, what do you want? You'll get an answer. Okay. But what do you really want? And, and it's so revealing when people are given the freedom to really express what they want.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's a deep question. You know, it, what do you want? It can be thought of as rude, you know, if you say, what do you want? You know, depending on how you <laughs> say it. But <laughs> what do you really want? It's a deeper, deeper answer that you're digging a little bit more. That's a great question, Josh. Thank you for sharing it with us.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Tamar.
0: So this was indeed a fabulous discussion. It is evident that conscious leadership leads to conscious businesses, and it is a must to have sustainable success. Josh, it was great having you. Thank you so much for sharing with us today.
1: Thank you, Tamara. Appreciate it.
0: As usual, to you, our guests, we want to thank you, our listeners. For your time and your support hope you enjoyed and got massive value from this episode we encourage you to take the mind scan assessment it is a 500 value and josh is offering it to you our listeners with for free with a free review you can reach him at joshua at proadvisorcoach.com you can reach out to me at Tamara at TamaraNelson.com or LinkedIn at Tamara Nelson if you would like to be a guest or to share any feedback or suggestions you may have. I'd love to hear from you. Please also share and subscribe if you found this valuable. Give us a thumbs up and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. Please join us again for another information-packed episode. Until next time, as we say in Jamaica, what good?